I'm a part-time rock star. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 166. This week, with a little bit of an extra episode, we got my new friend Jeff Campbell out of the Philadelphia-based band Wisher. Uh, this episode is a bit of a recap of a recent show that we played together at the Grape Room in Philly at a place called Manny Yilk. But uh, it was a really fun night and a uh, really packed bar, and I think all the songs went over well and all that stuff. So I wanted to uh, get Jeff on the show and catch up with him a little bit for a more proper conversation. Um, he's been touring the country uh, for about the last 20 years or so, primarily under his namesake. But uh, he's even made it on the Jimmy Kimmel show and stuff like that. So he had some fun stories to share and uh, also talk about his new songs and new band. Uh, respectively, I feature the songs To The Sun and The Well which are out on Spotify and all the usual streaming places, so you can find those if you like them. But uh, regardless, thanks for supporting local music and local art and all that stuff. If this is your first time listening to the show, uh, definitely feel free to subscribe or find us on Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. Um, otherwise, hopefully yourself are doing alright as we move into fall and the uh, general Thanksgiving time of year. Uh, only personal news and notes I got this week is I should be playing acoustic Friday night at CVP in Towson, Maryland. Uh, that's probably around like 6 to 9 or something like that. Uh, and then last two things, Part-Time Rockstar Productions is up and running if you're looking for a music video or any uh, video content. And then, um, of course, the sponsor of the show is Truly Strings Guitar Shop out of Laurel, Maryland. So if you're in the DMV and looking to take your guitar somewhere to get tuned up, uh, definitely check out Truly Strings on Instagram. But uh, without too much further rambling, we'll get to the conversation with Jeff Campbell of Wisher. You should find yourself a new place to run. You should know yourself better than anyone. show for sure is the best it was the the best part about that night is that like 60 people just walked in <laughs> to see music and i was like talking to young people yeah. out front and i asked them i was like who'd you come here to see and so many people were like we just come here because mm-hmm. there's always good live bands and it's good cheap cover and yeah Cheap beer. I mean, that's what that place was like back in the day. Like, you know, it felt like 2002 instead of 22. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's how fucking long I've been playing there. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's cool. You were you were saying that yeah, it's been a long time as far yeah, as but uh, I mean, it, a lot of shows. And I mean, it's it's also like Maniunk, you know, the section of Philadelphia where we played is like a strip of just bar after bar after bar yeah. after bar. So people just hop. And I think yeah. Grape is a is a good it's a good starting point because it's at the very end. And I think I don't know. It was it was badass. You guys definitely got the like our last like two songs. There was a bunch of people in the room, but earlier on in our set. Yeah, you know, they were still they were trickling in by the time you guys hit the stage. Fucking room was packed. I know it was that was awesome. Like I said, I don't, I don't know if we've ever had a better a better original show for sure. I mean, we for us, I think the auto bar was maybe maybe the best. But if if it wasn't, oh, yeah. then uh, then that was the best. I mean, it was freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, you guys had the crowd the whole time. Everybody was everybody was into it, man. Yeah. They were digging your solos. You're a bit of a beast of a guitar player, aren't you? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I, uh, I joke that I'm definitely guitar player first, and uh, everything else second. So yeah, it's all fun. I'm, I'm sitting here uh, staring at a baby monitor, trying to wait for wait for my kid to fall asleep. <laughs> Kids are supposed to nap from like noon to two or noon to three or whatever. My son has recently decided daylight savings time notwithstanding that he's just going to fall asleep at like three. Yeah. <laughs> he's just he'll lay in bed till like he'll lay up there for like an hour and just kick. But how, um, how old is he now? 22 months today, actually. All right. Nice. That's yeah, fucking nuts. And everybody like that doesn't have kids is like, why do you guys say months? Just say he's almost two. <laughs> because in the in the first two years, so much shit changes from month to month that you kind of like have to say that. Yeah, you know that's what but, I've heard. Yeah, it's fucking nuts though. Um, yeah. In a minute, it also looks like I'm gonna have to go plug his little monitor in. That's cool. But um, yeah, man. More important thing than uh, uh, podcasting with people on the internet. <laughs> anyway, depends on where your priorities are. Depends on how you look at it. Yeah. Depends on your vantage point, like anything else. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Well, I was also, uh, like I said, uh, editing up your uh, your guys' set today. I sent over the video. Nice, man. Um, yeah, I saw it. Thank you. It was fucking awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I like doing those little things now for people or for shows because it's just like one more thing that, you know, gets, gets stuff out there. If I had known you were going to do that, we would have played a song or two to a click so it could sync up with the, like, recorded version. But... Yeah. Yeah, I think I tried to ask everybody in the email, but there were so many emails that. It oh my god! That, that I mean, it was it was yeah. great that everybody was so excited about it, but like, fucking yeah! I don't think I've ever seen such a vibrant <laughs> show advance email thread in my life. Yeah, it's uh, good and bad. It's, yeah, it was. It was to like when do... I actually when I actually had to find information in there, it yeah, took it me like, like an hour. I was like, "What time were we supposed to play?" <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna be able to uh, find that, so we'll just uh, we'll just drive to Philly and, and see how it, see how it works out. Drink some so, beers while we're waiting. Yeah, man. The uh, brewery scene's strong there for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's strong everywhere. I mean, I spent you know 12 years of my life traipsing around the United States, yeah. know, playing music and. The last band that I was in was probably the one that toured the most, you know, cross country. And the, it was me and two brothers. And 
the the one brother is part owner in a brewery in gotcha. Berkeley, California, and it was like because in the brewery community made a decent name for themselves because he's in the brewery community he wanted to go to like the brewery in every city so like yeah. and and he would call ahead and say who he was and then they would like give us the royal treatment when we got there nice. so i can say that the brewery scene is pretty alive and well pretty yeah. much everywhere it's, it's like it's it's crazy yeah like i think we were talking about it's like the bubbles just maybe never gonna burst i don't know no, I mean, it's, it's, you know, branching out. People are getting into styles that they didn't know about. Thank God the hazy IPA craze is, like, <laughs> not the only thing out there now. Yeah. But, like, it's, it's it's pretty crazy, though. Like, just, like, random places, like Kearney, Nebraska, yeah. which is spelled, like, Kearney, but it's, like, they say Kearney. Yeah. The very first microbrewery in the country, Thunderhead, is in Kearney, Nebraska, and it's just, like, rando little... Huh college town on highway 80 like a huh. couple hours from omaha middle of nowhere and then all of a sudden yeah. boom you're in a college town and they have this teeny tiny little brewery that i've, I've been to a bunch and they, they have the distinguished of saying that they were the first like micro brew pub in america hmm. are, you, are you drinking a beer now uh it wouldn't be shocking if i was but i'm actually uh i got a little uh, kombucha going nice dude the booch I got the uh, the store brand lime seltzer. Yeah, nice. Can't can't start drinking until my wife gets home. We need at least one sober person here. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Um, so, is the theme behind the part time rock star podcast people that are rock rockers like, but have jobs? Yeah, I mean it's the weekend warrior mentality mm-hmm. or the whatever the the no-name bands you know who are just kind of uh-huh. floating around doing it and uh you know i've had a couple couple full-time full-time guys on here for sure but yeah i'd say i kind of exist somewhere in between yeah i've yeah. been i've been full-time music i've been full-time other stuff but now i'm just kind of i sort like I, I work in financial services and i, I just work from home i'm like a support guy for a team of financial advisors because I've nice. had, you know, my toe in that business for fuck twenty three years almost now. Even when I was touring full time as a musician, I still did like consulting work and shit to keep my licenses all active. But so I mean, I guess. But ever since like ever since COVID, it's like, and having a kid, I've just sunk into this like routine of, you know, being home all the time, and now it's. You know, it feels it would feel weird to like go out yeah. to a job, yeah. but it is nice to go out. It's nice to go out and gig. You know, it's nice yeah. to go sing and play guitar for money somewhere, private events or weddings or you know, select pub gigs. But it's also you know super like you know Friday night was just fun as fuck. It was just yeah, you know, nonstop. I shit, that was like two weeks ago now. I guess at this point, but. Oh, no, wait, no, it was just last uh, Friday. Yeah, last Friday. Um, so. Just nonstop fucking, you know, fun from the minute I walk out the door because it's like you get in your car and it's like, woo there's no kid, there's no dog, there's no... <laughs> I can just like, listen to loud fuck. I can put on Slayer and just drive, yeah. to, drive to a gig and drink discount PBRs all night. Oh, yeah, that was great. I'm definitely uh, 
definitely going to be probably setting that one up again. Was, uh... Yeah, I think I may already have a date. Cool. I'm just I'm just waiting to hear back as to whether or not he wants to build the bill himself or if he wants like me to do it. And if it's the latter, yeah. then I'll let you know. Cool. Yeah, I kind of had the same conversation, so we'll uh, see who gets the uh, the fish on the line first. Well, did you get a date? Not yet. Yeah, I mean, he gave me a date in February. Yeah. I just can't remember what it is. So I'm just waiting to hear back as to whether or not he's already got other people on that night that have holds or what. But yeah, I'll basically, you know, I'll play there anytime. The later, the better, turns out. Yeah. Good Lord, my son. Go to sleep. Yeah. Go the go the fuck to sleep. It's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, man. It's a, uh, it's a wild ride doing this, this music shit. Full-time, part-time, no matter what. It's just it's like who he is. And you're a, you said you're a medic? Yeah. So That takes a certain type of fucking... Yeah. I was actually... You're kind of going in and out here, so I'll wait till it uh settles in. Yeah, I'm not I'm not on Wi-Fi. That's probably what's going on then. Well, no, it's you know what it is. It's my it's my phone like fighting for Wi-Fi. Ah. So I just turn my Wi-Fi off. It should be better. Hmm. All right. Cool. Lord. Yeah, no, I was I was in the fire department for like the last ten years, uh, primarily as a paramedic, but also as a firefighter. Nice. And um, yeah, man. I don't know. It uh, it was it was kind of like one of those calling things for me. It felt like just you know, it's like a, something I just had to do. Uh, for whatever reasons. But Slow uh, work. yeah, like I don't know. It's kind of similar in the way that like music kind of feeds the soul. Like certain things like that can kind of kind of keep you fulfilled in the same way, but. They also take their toll, whether it's uh, rock and roll or whether it's uh, running 911 calls, because it can uh, it can definitely sneak up on you. No matter. I what. would imagine the la- I would imagine the latter would take a toll <laughs> a lot faster. Rock yeah. and roll. I mean, I, don't, I get, I'm just to a point with music where I'm like, I just have to be doing this for myself at this point. Right. If I'm doing it to yeah. keep other people happy or doing it to like sell music to like sync licensing or like sell records or get on big yeah. tours or whatever. Like it's just, it's just, you know, I grind, I grinded that ax so hard for so long or all those axes and just got tired of swinging them too. It's just, yeah. I don't know, now it's just nice to be old and, you know, in a band with two of my friends and I'm also like finally making heavier music again, which is good. I spent, most of my thirties trudging around with an acoustic guitar primarily. Oh yeah. You know, which is definitely where I've had the most success with success with both like financially and statistics wise, but it was did you, uh, did you ever get a hit out there? Like um, I, I mean I use that term loosely, but you know what I mean. No, I I tell I I mean that's my one thing. I've I've always just said that the the one wish milestone that I would have that I wanted I've always wanted for myself is to just be like, I don't give a shit if anybody knows who I am, what I look like. It's not about like fame or celebrity or anything, but yeah, you know, I put a lot of, I put a lot into right to songwriting, particularly when I was doing like the solo singer songwriter thing. 
Yeah. And to be sitting in a cafe or something somewhere and just have one of something I did come on the radio and have somebody that I have never seen or met before who doesn't know who I am sitting right next to him go, fuck, I love this song. Like that yeah. would be like the one, like, all right, I could, I could, I'm good now. Yeah. Sort and of that, die a happy moment. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, it, so no, I haven't had a hit. I had probably about four years, three or four years straight of like, Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, never mind. What were what were you writing under? Like, what was the band name? Just my name. Uh, I got. I don't know. Do you know Guitar Center used to do those singer songwriter competitions? Yeah, I think I only know your first name right now. So last name's Campbell. Okay. You know those singer songwriter competitions that Guitar Center used to do every year. Um, I don't know if I ever heard of those necessarily. It's been a while. They used to do them and like, you know, anywhere between 10,000 and 20,000 people would like enter these competitions in the second year I entered it and I won it. So they nice. basically spent a year kind of like, they like, it was like a, it was like a guitar center records yeah. deal and, uh, you know, made a, five song EP of music that I'm not super crazy about <laughs> with like a triple a pop producer, um, guy named John Shanks out at Henson studios in LA. And, you know, they sent me all over the country playing, you know, different venues, guitar center stores, opening spots with people. They put the, uh, they got us on Jimmy Kimmel. We played Jimmy Kimmel in December, 2013. Oh, nice. Is that in the, yeah. uh, the age of in spite of everything EP? That is that is exactly what that was. Like the right Jimmy Kimmel said, "There's a new EP, in spite <laughs> of everything." Right on. Um, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it was it was dope. I mean, it was like you know, other than my wedding and the birth of my child, it was Jimmy Kimmel was probably like the fucking most fun day of my life. It was an absolute yeah. blast. Because like you think that you know, because you're just there. I mean, for starters, it turns out the one thing I've learned in the music business is like late night tv is not something that you earn it's something that you buy like you hire the right publicist you know that that has those connections and you basically buy your way onto national television interesting and i always thought it was like them going you know through a talent buyer to acts and being like we please be on our show turns out it's publicists going to them and say hey for this amount of money We'll put so and so on your show, and because people are going to watch every night anyway, so it's like more of an exposure thing. It's like when bands play the Super Bowl, you don't get paid because it's like a crazy exposure thing. There's no pay for that at all. Yeah. And we always we thought that the day my it was like under my name, but I I I asked the production people. I was like, how many people can I bring with me, like on stage? And they said it maxes out at ten. So I brought nine fucking of my friends with me because it was like, yeah. you know, probably probably never going to do this again. Might as well yeah. have some fun with it. And, you know, the rehearsals were fun. And then we got there. They get you there at 11 a.m. And I just assumed that it was going to be like, all right, you fucking amateurs. Yeah. Let's get this over with. And get your bullshit <laughs> out of here. And it was the total opposite of that. They were yeah. like, they rolled out the carpet for us. And about halfway through, the production manager, who was sick as a dog that day, I remember, 
came up to me and I was like, dude, thank you for everything. Like everybody's been so fucking nice. And he was like, dude, no, you have no idea how refreshing it is to have people in here that actually don't think that they're the fucking shit. Cause yeah. everybody that comes through here thinks that they're like the next big thing and they yeah. all have attitudes and egos and they're demanding and hard to work with. He's like, he has been a fucking blast. And they also, when you do that, they give you a 30 person guest list. Nice. So, is it you filmed to, in New York in, City or is it filmed in LA? In LA. Okay. Fallon is New York. Kimmel is LA. I don't know where the other ones are, but yeah. um, it's like, you know, the 10, the nine band member phone calls, they were super fun to make. Yeah. But also the 30, like, hey, you want to come be in the backstage green room area and drink open bar and all that kind of shit? They were super fun calls to make, too. Like, my family flew out for it and stuff. It was fun. Nice. Yeah, it was a yeah. good, uh, it was a good experience. But um, what, uh, what yeah. song did you play off of that? Uh... Uh, we did a song called "Save Me," and uh-huh. that was the one that we aired. And then they have you do a second one just for like yeah. internet. It was called Backup. "Steal Your Steal Your Car." Um, and to this day, like one of my biggest regrets because that was like essentially the release show that EP came yeah. out the next day and it was neat because it came out the day after or they came out like at midnight the night we were on Kimmel so like it debuted at number one on the iTunes rock EPs chart which is really fucking neat yeah but I mean it only lasted like a day but still we're like above Stone Temple Pilots who had just put out the Chester Bennington EP wow but um there like so I had never played either one of those songs for people really and the song that we didn't pick to air ended up being like the song that people that have supported me have loved the most over the years and I was, I was gonna never say not... I haven't listened to either but I like the title already steal your car yeah <laughs> it seems already like I mean, it stands out we should have we should have done steal your car on the air because like that's that that was like the biggest thing that I've had, the closest thing that I've had to a hit, and it never even really got any radio play. Yeah. But you know, so it's like if I'd have done "Steal Your Car" on Kimmel, would uh, you know, would we have taken off? But I don't know, whatever. You can't you can't live like that. Yeah. It was still super fun. You know, it was a, it was a fun time in my life. Stressful, but it was fun. But it's nice to be back in like a heavy rock band with my friend Mark, the long hair guy in our band from last week. He's like mm-hmm. one of my oldest musical compositors in the world. I've been playing music with him since I was like 15. Yeah. Jesus Christ, this boy will not sleep. <laughs> it's like fucking, it's like standing up in his fucking crib, dude. Uh-oh. <laughs> wow. yeah, I might have to go up and get him. Eventually, That's cool. If he starts throwing shit. Yeah, it's kind of a pain in the ass. So if you need but, to take yeah. a break, then it's fine. I'll go, brother. I usually run these things about I don't know, half hour anyway, but whatever. All good. Um, I guess the main thing is we haven't actually talked about Wisher at all. Uh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, so I, I mean, I figured, yeah. figured you might want to talk about that a little bit. That's true. Jeff from Wisher um, comes on the part-time Rockstar podcast and talks about everything but his current band. <laughs> yeah. Talks about his child, his, jo- his day job, and the time that he was almost famous 10 years ago. Um, now Wisher, the thing that's cool about that is Mark, the guitar player and I, you know, we first band I was ever in 
original band was with him. And, you know, it was based off of his guitar riffs because he's a very unique and specific riff writer. And he plays very specifically. And he, I, I grew up writing counterparts, like, you know, the yeah. other guitar part and like vocal melodies to his riffs. And it's just, it was like my start. He was like my big brother. He listened to all the cool bands that no one else knew and, you know, knew about gear and tube amps and, you know, vintage shit and just, just taught me like a lot about taste in music. And yeah. it was neat. And then when I moved out West, he, he had decided that like, it, it, it like kind of rocked, you know, the whole band thing that we had going on at the time. We played the grape all the time. And he like kind of got into trades. He got into like welding and he had to get like gear and like licenses and shit. So he ended up just selling all of his musical gear and he kind of quit music. And, you know, I was out doing my thing. And then when I, I moved back here in 2019, like at the end of 2019, just because my wife and I are from here and we just decided that we wanted to live here when we had a kid who now currently won't go to sleep. And we came back and I, I brought my band's van and I drove all my shit across country in my band's van. And Mark was like helping me unload. He was helping me move. And yeah. he was like, what are you going to do with all these fucking guitars and pedals <laughs> and amps that you have? Because I have a ton of stuff. And I was like, you want to borrow stuff, dude? Take anything you want. He took a, a GNLA sat, like an overdrive pedal, the lay pedal, and like a little five-watt Gibson amp home with him and just played guitar for the first time in 16 years or whatever. And within like a month, he called me. He was like, dude, I've been playing this guitar every day, and I've written like 20 songs. And I said, come on over. And he came over, and it was during COVID. So, you know, you know we did our... It was like before anybody, it was like when everybody was still legitimately scared. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we did our five day quarantine thing or whatever. And he came over and came, sat down in my basement. And I just plugged him right into my interface into my computer and then used it, you know, Chris Lord Algae plugin and just had him play all of these ideas on a grid. And it was funny when I, when I sat down to start writing counterparts to them, everything I was doing was like single note stuff. And I was like, fuck dude, I should get, I should play bass. And I'd never played bass before. I've always wanted to play bass. So I bought a bass and came up with bass parts. And it was just like, fuck, it was super fun. Mm -hmm. And then Brandon, our drummer, who is kind of like the horror drummer in the Philly music scene. He plays with like everybody, you know, it's like the for hire guy. He's a fucking badass, great, great dude. Super easy to work with. We all know that guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy's in our band. <laughs> and him and I are really into this band called Shiner from they're like a late nineties post Yeah, you know, alternative hardcore whatever band. Um and Ape team and I flew in for them and Brandon was there and I met him that night and we just stayed in touch and it turned out he was from Philly and he likes all the same weird, you know, indie rock that I do. So when Mark and I started writing this shit, I was like, dude, I know this drummer guy. He's like pretty fucking good. And I sent it to him and he was like, oh, hell yeah, it's on. 
and we just started getting together. The three of us, Mark hadn't played with a drummer in like, you know, 17 years or something like that. And it just instantly became cool. You know, yeah. Mark and Brandon really locked in, you know, musically and rhythmically. And, and I just get to kind of play off both of them. It's been super fun. And we got a Gibson sponsorship early on. Like Gibson gave us a bunch of guitars and made us like Gibson artists because they randomly saw the only music video that we have. And thank God Mark was playing a Les Paul. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like a friend of a friend kind of thing. Nice. So they sent us all these. So I'm playing this gigantic fucking Thunderbird bass in this band. <laughs> it's like too big for me because I'm like a little dude. And like yeah. I can barely reach, I can barely reach the tuning peg on the G string. That's like <laughs> ext- hyper extend my arm to do it. That's funny. Well, yeah. <clears throat> it looks good. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think I look awkward as fuck with it on, but it's just. It's, it's like not even fair how much better of a bass it is than the other one that I had, which was just like a yeah. Lakeland, you know, P bass kind of thing. And the Gibson bass is just. It's just a better fucking instrument, so I don't really give a shit what it looks like. It sounds incredible. <laughs> That's cool. You know, fucking okay, man. Well, um, yeah, uh, bud. That's it. Sick. Um. On the video, I guess that I put uh, put together, I put uh, the song "To the Sun" um, on there, and yeah, I guess uh, I would feature that one on this episode as well. I could also put another one on if you want. Uh, you can put anything you want, man. I would say that if we did it like a release for another song off that EP, we'd probably do the well, the first song. Well, all right. Yeah, it's either that or I feel like I'm I'm already gonna like uh, steal your car. So well, if I do, <laughs> then I might put that on here. <laughs> Let me put it this way: it, it doesn't have anything to do with Wisher, and it's a completely yeah. different style of music. It's okay. Much more John, much more John Mayer, and much less uh, you know Archers of Loaf or whatever uh, the fuck Wisher sounds like. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. Then we'll do those two probably. Trying to get this get this out here, and then uh, yeah, maybe we'll play another show sometime. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Looking forward to uh, getting getting back on stage with you guys, and keep us posted about that festival in June. And yeah, you know, June third. As, as soon as he get, yeah, it's on my calendar. As soon as he okay, gets back cool. to me about about the date in late February, I'll let you guys know what the dealio is there. Sweet. Yeah, I think off the top of my head, I was going to try to put together a little like Brooklyn Philly weekend but um that's sort of our agenda so I don't know you can come up and play Brooklyn with us probably if I was able to get that where would you play uh this place called the gutter gutter bar oh, nice. Nice. it's like I next to it. Brooklyn Bowl it. so yeah I know we that, that'd be that'd be dope man I've always played rock with musical I played New York okay but I don't know if uh I think this band might be a little loud yeah I mean, you guys weren't too bad. You're just three-piece. You got, like, a soft tenor voice. So it's not too scary. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thank so. you. <laughs> so. Oh, man. All right. Well, I'll let you get back to uh, parental duties here. Oh, baby. Yeah, yeah not right, dude. He's still not fucking sleeping. All right. Well, all right, brother, man. Thank you very much. And now uh, let's, uh, let's keep on each other's radar. Yeah, dude. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll send this over to you when it's edited. Peace, love, recycle. Yep. Later. Amen.
show.